Welcome Modern Talkers, this is Modern Talk once again. I get paranoid that I don't hit record for some reason and then I come around, oh it is recording, why do I have that paranoia? But I like that I have that paranoia because now I definitely am not just talking to myself in three lights. So that's really great. That would be terrible. I'm glad that I have that fear. I'm wearing the new Donald Glover shoes that he made with New Balance and it's really great. When I put on these shoes for the first time I put on 3, 15, 20, which is the Childish Gambino most recent album. And I only listened to that twice so far, and it came out two years ago now. Over two years ago now, geez. I listened to it twice when it first came out, and then I didn't want to listen to it because I wanted to save it. I didn't particularly know what I was saving it for, but I think I found out because I thought it made sense to play it while I put on his shoes, and it was awesome. It felt like the right vibes and stuff. It almost wasn't distracting because I thought about putting on a different Childish Gambino song and I was like, no, I do feel that song to for my ear, but for this experience, it doesn't work. So it was almost perfect background noise, but it was more than that. I don't want to downplay it as far as musicality. Also that the first song is him saying two words the whole time, I think. And so that's why it helps that it makes sense for background music. I could just keep listening to it, because I might as well. And in the car, the song Time came on. It really hit me hard. And I cried three or four times. <laughs> and I don't want to be that guy. Oh, that's that crying guy. So hopefully I got it out now, before this. Because I'm not going to cry every episode, that's horrible. But I'll put some of the lyrics on here that hit me hard, and you guys could see if that hits you hard as well. I don't even know if I want to do that because... I don't want to force you to have my experience, I want you to experience it yourself, but I don't think many people will go listen to it, and... It'd be perfect you already listen to it and you have your own thoughts about it and then I show you and then wow for me that's crazy I don't know we'll see how I feel in the edit but I have a update about my ex-girlfriend so I think the last time we talked was we were supposed to meet up to yeah the next or no two days from then we were supposed to meet up to exchange stuff and it's another one where I don't know how much is boring since it's fresh and and you just don't know because you I think everything is interesting. I need the nuance. I, we talked about this. But for the vast majority of people, I'm afraid that people are like, okay, let's hit the let's hit the big points and let's move on. So I'll try to find some happy medium in there. So long story short. I cried, <laughs> which, which I should have seen coming considering I cried in front of you guys. But I thought that was a special experience 
But clearly there's stuff that I didn't process or stuff I just had to work through. And I don't know, because I thought I was like fine, but I think it's because I just didn't think about it too much, which probably is bad because then it just sits there and then once you poke it, it's like zhaboomp and just explodes in you. So the story goes, I get there and we talk and it's nice. And first we hug and then I feel a little tingly in my nose. I'm like, wait, what's that? What are you doing here? And then <clears throat> we talk a little bit and she mostly talks. And then she's like, well, what about you? What's going on? Like, what's going on in your life? Not like, what's going on? Tone is important. But yeah, she was like, this is what's happening. It's crazy. And then I said, not much. I've, <laughs> I figured this question would come up and I tried to think of what I would say, but I didn't know what to say. So now I'm saying this, but not much has changed other than you're not in my life. Like the day to day thing. Like I just do more of what I did before. And that's like pretty much all I said. When I started talking, I felt the tingles in my eyes and I'm like, oh, Jesus is going to be a problem. So. We were winding down the talk and then she's like, oh, I gotta tell you this. And then a customer walks up and says, hey, do you have any more of these anklets? And telling it later to my friend, I realized, oh, geez, that's somehow a reference to my movie in real life. Because in, in my movie and in my real life, I gave a girl an anklet and that was our breakup. How crazy is this, man? <laughs> I gave this girl, I got her an anklet because she wanted an anklet secretly. She was like, oh, I haven't had an anklet in a while. Oh, that'd be fun, huh? And then we didn't talk about it again. Anklet, found the hint. I don't think she knew she was hinting because she was pretty surprised. Anyway, not important. So I gave her this anklet. I brought the anklet to the breakup because I didn't know if it was a breakup or not, but it felt like it could be. This would be funny to give to her if we're broken up, and then it'll be a nice, oh, let's give this another try, uh, if it was not a breakup. So I brought it with me, and then I gave it to her after we broke up, because we ended up breaking up. And, and so when this happened, I didn't think about that at all. And then, like I said, when I was telling actually Jake Muskie, if you're a true fan of the podcast, you know him, I just thought that was crazy that the anklet was the thing to take her away. Wow, yeah. That's so poetic, man. <laughs> so she went away for a minute to show this lady anklets. And during that time, I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> but I was like, right before that, when it was winding down, I could feel it. And I could feel that it was winding down. And for some reason, that sped up the cry part. So I was really on the precipice. And I was like looking around and moving around to <laughs> distract myself. I feel like I just looked like someone with Parkinson's, which is really mean, but that's literally, I was like really trying to distract myself. And that's, I was like, oh my gosh, I look like that. And she, I don't know if she must have noticed. And especially later when she saw me cry she must have put the dots together or whatever but at the time it didn't look like she noticed but 
I think I was also trying to distract myself, so who knows. So then she walked away, and then when she walked away, for some reason it just like, zoom, like just came out of me. Like it did that explosion thing that I was saying, like it got poked too much, and then when I was alone with my thoughts, I don't know, it just got like, and that's a great sound effect, by the way, that was perfect. So. It's a creaky floor. She works in, uh, she has five jobs, but one of her jobs is she works at a, like a hippie store. And it's like wood, old wood floors, because that's for some reason like the cool hippie thing to do or whatever. And I could hear her walking up. I was face away because I was crying. And I'm thinking, what do I do? Do I say, do I acknowledge it? Or do I wipe the tears real quick and be like, hey, what's up? What, how was that, you know? And eventually I'm just like, dude, you gotta own it. So I just turned around and I said, I'm crying. <laughs> and like covered my face and laughed because I realized it was so absurd. And she was really sweet about it. She was like, oh no, why are you crying? Don't cry. <laughs> I couldn't stop crying. And it was really embarrassing, obviously. And I was like, I don't know why, I'm so sorry, I don't know why. I'm not doing this on purpose. I promise I'm not doing this on purpose to get attention. She said, no, I know. And then there was silence, and then I was like, there's gotta be something to say here that could save this. <laughs> I was like, what the heck do I say? I'm a writer, I should know something to say. And I'm just completely drawn a blank. I don't know what to say, I'm sorry. And then after a couple seconds of diagnosing what was going on inside of me, I realized it wasn't sadness at the time, I don't think. I was pretty sad all before that time. And then once I got there, I was like, oh, this is nice. Like I'm back in her presence and that's familiar and all that kind of stuff. So I said, I'm not sad. It's just a lot of emotion. And I stand by that and I'm proud that I figured that out in the moment. It wasn't immediate, but I eventually was like, oh, it's not sadness. I don't feel sad because nothing was wrong. I was with her and it was nice, but obviously it was like deep seated issues that were getting poked that I didn't know that I had. I was hoping that I bypassed that somehow, but you never do. You have to deal with it. What happened was I used to always get her coffee before I visited her at work. And so I did that again because she said she was running late and she ended up not even bringing my stuff. So we have to meet up again, which is I'm sure will be another podcast. So I guess I should thank her for that, for not remembering my stuff so that I could get another podcast out of it. <laughs> But I'm eventually not going to do a sad breakup podcast every time, but this is just what's happening in my life, and I would be, like, hiding something from you if I was not talking about this. The majority of my brain time is something about relationships in general, if not the most recent one. I've always been like that, man. I don't know why. I need to go to therapy, sedip your issues, deep-seated, getting poked. Gunk. So I got her the coffee, and actually, I was paranoid because she has allergies. Oh, I told you about the allergy stuff. Yeah, so I did an online order, and I did it there all the time, and it was like never a problem. And it looked like darker than usual. I hadn't got it in two months or something, so I wasn't completely sure. I trust them. It's all good. What are the chances this is 
the one time they screw up and that would be really rough. That would make it really hard to get back together <laughs> if that's even a possibility still. And so I hemmed and hawed and it was the most packed I've ever seen it because I never seen that particular Starbucks during the peak seasons. The season, there's not, there's only one peak season. If it was two peaks, it'd be twin peaks. Okay, so I, I literally, I'm like, eh, there's so many people I don't want to disrupt and it'll slow everyone down. I was like, because there's so many people, they're probably rushing and maybe didn't look at the order as hard as they could have and made a mistake and then killed her through me. And so I literally, I walked out the door and I was like, no, I just got to at least ask. So it's really uncomfortable. They're moving a hundred miles an hour. And then everyone's looking at them like, is my order ready? Is that one mine? They're just laser pointers looking at the place where they set new ones and so I think they rightfully so block out people staring at them or seemingly trying to get their attention because I'll get to it when I get to it just be patient that's obviously the answer and so I was like oh excuse I'm sorry so sorry I just wanted to confirm that this is soy milk because it's my girlfriend is really allergic and I was like oh my gosh I said my girlfriend out of habit that's probably not good right and the lady was like I don't know you know I made that four minutes ago and I made six drinks since then and she looked at it I'll just make another one she made another one and it looked different so I don't know if it if it really was different either way there was a different amount of soy milk or some sort of creamer and so me walking in with a coffee which I always did and then since it's a hippie store they sell incense obviously and that is a very particular smell, as people who have been around incense knows. And I've smelled that smell a thousand, not a thousand, a lot of times. And it's so obviously closely tied to her because she works there and she likes incense and stuff. Then I saw all the stuff that I've seen a bunch of times and like different variations of what I've already seen because I haven't been there in two months so they had new stuff. And it was just like seeing her, looking her in the eyes and hearing her. It was just like all the senses were getting bombarded with stuff that I hadn't felt in a long time and I felt so intensely at that time. And um, I feel like if I didn't cry already in the car because of the song time, I would have cried there, but I didn't, so. Yes. Anyway, I said, I'm not sad, it's just all this emotion of this and that and all the things that I said and I think she understood she seemed to get a little teary-eyed but not cry like the eye-watering thing and I think it was just because I was crying it wasn't because she needed to cry if that makes sense so at the end I was like let me know if you need anything she's she was moving like two days after that or something crazy people need stuff when they move, especially big, hunky, strong men. Not to be sexist, but tell he was. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I told her, let me know if you need anything, I'm always here for you, and let me know if anything changes with your mentality on stuff. If you realize you definitely don't want to get back together, let me know, because that'll just make me feel I feel like we don't be on the same page at least because every day I didn't say this part but every day farther away it feels like oh it's not gonna happen 
and she's like, yeah, I'm just in work mode all the time, and I think she was implying that she doesn't think about it at all, and is happy working, and doesn't have time to think about it, even if she wanted to, which I don't know that she does. Boy, I need a drink. <laughs> That's not vodka, stupid water. She, yeah, she said she's in work mode. I was like, yeah, I understand. And then I was just like, God bless. <laughs> and that's how we left it. And then she texted me, explained herself more. And that was nice that she explained it. She said, I want you to be happy and do what you want to do. If you find someone slash need someone, which I don't know what that means. Like, I would need someone? Like, that's condescending? I don't know. I don't think she meant it that way, but I think that's definitely how it could come across. To be there with you now, I understand, and won't hate you or be upset with you. I don't know if this is too in the weeds, but she took down my post from Instagram, and there's a fighter plane trying to get me. She took down stuff of me on her Instagram, and so I just took my stuff down. And then I looked at her thing again and realized she only took one of mine down and left another one up that was like solely about me. So I didn't, I already took my stuff down, so what is, what do I do about that? And so I don't know if she saw that and that's why she thinks I've, I've found someone else, which I haven't even talked to anyone else or even attempted to talk to anyone else. But, so I think maybe that's why she said, that's the only reason why I, would think that and I don't think that I want her to think that because I want her to but it's like a stupid game like I hate the game stuff like I wish I could just be like totally honest and it's like that adds up or whatever not that adds up but that's exactly what I wanted to hear and needed to hear because I want to say no I'm not interested in anyone else right now I think it's good to be single right now and also if you want to get back together I'd definitely be open to talk about that. And then she goes on to say, I don't want you to be stuck on me because I have no idea what I'm doing in my life right now. I'm just working the summer away, honestly. Which is seems to be a reference to what she said, I'm just in work mode. And I do still have love in my heart for you, and I do care about you so much with five, six zeros heroes six o's so much if you move on i won't be upset i'll be happy for you i'm sorry i wasn't ready so that's the move on thing again so i don't know why she thinks i am already but do i want her to think that i am already that's what i was saying before is that i don't really i want to move on but i don't want to i'm not looking to date anyone else i'm not close to dating anyone else but Right now, I think I should not be dating any anyone, including her. And then she says, I'm sorry I wasn't ready, which is the story I told you in the last podcast is the main thing was, oh, I wasn't ready and I need to heal from the last relationship. I wasn't ready to get in the relationship from the start, but we did it for 10 months and it still doesn't make me ready, which is a big bummer. What did I say? Is this any of this interesting? So how I played it, which I hate, was appreciate you giving me the freedom to do that, meaning date other people or whatever. But I think it's good for me to be single now too. Plus I told you three months. I don't know if 
we talked about this already, but I told her I'd give her three months of being single for her to figure her stuff out before I'm, I move on. But from what she's saying, it's going to be more than three months, if at all. So I said, I'm a man of my word, and I'll give you at least that. And then I say, this is me pushing back a little bit. <laughs> I basically, I don't want to read everything that we said because that's boring. I said, you're working so much, it seems like there's not really a possibility of us getting back together within six months and probably more than that. I know you said that already, but it doesn't even seem like we're on the right track to eventually. Like if this is getting back together and this is... <laughs> real good graph. It seems like you're supposed to be doing this, like a subtle grade to getting back together, but she's just going straight across, maybe little wiggles, but it doesn't look like she's trying to get better because she's just working and getting that guala, which can't knock it, but that doesn't mean that we're going to get back together. Look, if we do, we'll be rich because she's working so much and that's great. And there goes the dumpster. That's gonna be annoying. It's so loud. You have to hear that. You have to be able to hear that. And so basically I said, yeah, it doesn't look like we're on the right track. And I said, like, you have work to do, like you said, and I obviously have work to do that I didn't even know. I knew I had work to do, I didn't know how <laughs> intense it <laughs> has to be. And she, she said, just because I'm working a lot doesn't mean I'm not working myself. The main reason for a breakup was not because I need to work on myself which is what she told me and what I told myself. And she said that was part of it, yes, but I don't feel like it was all on me. And I could tell by the way she texted that, that she was hurt and annoyed by me basically saying, oh, it's nothing I did, but whenever you figure it out, cool. It's like my joke, like, Glad, I'm, glad to know I'm perfect. Let me know when you figure your stuff out though. Which I guess that seeped into my life a little too much. Cause that's not what I didn't mean for it to be like, oh, it's all your fault. Obviously it takes two people to break up a relationship. Obviously if she was the happiest that she's ever been, she's not gonna break up with me. And she was happy with me as far as she told me, but there's just, I guess there's something missing or whatever. So. She said the biggest reason for me was the food allergy problems kept repeating. And I was so dumbfounded by that because she just said in the text before that, I'm sorry I wasn't ready, which confirmed what I've been thinking is that she wasn't ready. And so I say in the next text, I'm sorry if it sounded like I was saying it wasn't my fault at all. I take responsibility for not being the best at and most cautious and serious about your allergies. Her saying the biggest reason for the breakup was a confirmation and reminder that the past is just a story you tell yourself. She said both those things during the breakup. And like I said, we barely even talked about the allergy part. I guess that was implied because of that was the catalyst or the beginning point or whatever you want to call it. And I don't know, I, yeah, we talked about that like maybe 5% of the three hours that we talked and certainly less than 10%. And it was more convenient that it was that she wasn't ready because that's not her fault either. 
and it's certainly not my fault. So I, I like that story that it was neither of our faults and it was just unfortunate. But then when she said it was basically, she didn't say it was all my fault, but she's the one who broke up with me and so that would seem like it's my fault because <laughs> I did something wrong. She said the allergy stuff and so that blew my mind. And then she also goes on to say, don't focus so hard on us getting back together in a few months. If we both feel like we want to get together, we will. But right now we need to not worry about the unknown and just focus on the present. And I was like, thank you so much for saying that because I needed that reminder. Like, duh. And then I felt really bad about that. And then I went home to Pittsburgh. So something happened and I had this mini breakthrough. And it was something along the lines of, we're not gonna get back together and it's okay. And I had a more fun way to say it and think about it, but that's the essence of what it was. And then after that, I felt better. And I also was seeing my friends every day, so that helped a lot. My friends and family from home that I never get to see. So that for sure helped. But now I'm, this is my first full day back. I still feel better, but I've also, just got these new shoes and stuff and so that's been a good distraction but are distractions good because I think we learned that I need to deal with some stuff but I definitely want to get a therapist like I joke about that and stuff but I really think I should get one a real one soon I should look into it today but expensive but what are you gonna do I guess I don't want to live like this forever or even worse do the thing where I just brush it off and then in two years I can't get another relationship because I'm hung up on this. Which what happened with my last one, I, or not my last one, the first one. That was a really interesting time, but I intentionally didn't necessarily, like I moved on, but I didn't want to forget stuff. And you have to do that in order to move on and forget about someone. Obviously to forget about something, but to really actually move on from someone, I think you have to forget stuff because there was a reason why you were with them for so long and there was a lot of good times so if you want to think about that all the time to keep their memory alive in you then that's what you do but but i was like we had a good relationship so i don't really want to forget about it and it was a great time in my life and and finally after like two years i was like she's just some person living she was married, it still is, but she was married and living in Illinois with some guy. I was like, why am I thinking about some married lady in Illinois? That sounds so ridiculous. So that was my big breakthrough for breakthrough for frat. So, such a little kid thing to say. Such a, that was a big breakthrough. <laughs> Dude, I can't. <laughs> I've reverted back to my kid self. And something that I don't know if it helped me or if it was right after I've had that breakthrough that we're just not getting back together. I, I had this like vision thing. It was like right before I fell asleep. So I wanted to write it down so that I had it to reference later. And so what I felt and thought was your life is like a blue square, blue rounded square which makes it not a square, but that's just how my mind chose to think about it. And then it's filled with your life, your interests and hobbies and thoughts and feelings about stuff. 
and then you're pretty full before you get a girlfriend and then you get a girlfriend or a boyfriend and it's a explosion and there's a significant other shaped her and she's in there she's in your life that's her body not her body that's just how you represent her but she's in there and the explosion of love spreads out to all of the parts of your life you're happy to accommodate move things out of the way sacrifice some things even but you don't care because you'd much rather have love than 14 hours of video games or whatever and they're so great that their essence trickles into all areas of your life so like your hometown or something now there's sprinkles of you showed them around there so that there's sprinkles of them there you're excited about that and you love that and that makes that part of your life even more bright because there's those little pretty sprinkly sprinkles then poof there's a significant other shaped hole in your rounded blue square and all those sparkles sprinkling sparkles whatever i said sparkling sprinkles <laughs> in your life turn to like black dots and sadness so now your life is deformed because there's a hole in it and it's covered in sadness and darkness and how do you rebuild what once was is that even possible and maybe not but i think the answer is little by little find cool led lights to put in your square bluetooth with different colors you could do <laughs> like that's obviously a metaphor and install them in different areas of your life one by one fill that hole with friends family and hobbies that excite you the hardest part about breakups will be scrubbing out former sparkles but that's healing that's what i think about relationships and breaking up and life in general and I think I just saw that she stopped sharing her location with me finally because we just never did that. But that definitely hurts and it doesn't hurt as bad. I saw it like five minutes ago or something and that hurt pretty bad and now I feel better about it. I guess talking through you guys and realizing this rounded square thing and I do have a plan to install some LED lights in that little blue square and I guess that's it. Guys, buy shoes that you love <laughs> because it's awesome. It feels really good. And it's not that they're <laughs> that they're the snappiest or coolest or whatever. It's just that I know Donald made them for me. <laughs> I was kind of joking about the shoes part, but I just love that his DNA is in it and that he wears them too. There's just something about that that gets me. But really when when he God is crazy. Now I'm going to cry about Childish Gambino, but <laughs> when he makes music, it really feels like it's for me. He made it for me. And he did. He doesn't know me, but he knows that he made that for me. I know with, through his lyrics and because they touch me so deeply, it's crazy, man. I feel love in details, so if someone doesn't do a little thing for me that means a lot, that hurts. And when they do like little stuff, just text me what's up, or this is a stupid one, but cut the crust off of my sandwich or whatever, which I don't do anymore. Like when I was a kid I did, but if I don't like crust and you leave the crust on, that leaves my heart crusty because <laughs> I'm like, you know this, you must not 
care enough to think about or know me in that way. So cut off the crust, please. And do that for other people, because I know other people like that. Childish Gambino does, especially if you listen in earphones, he puts little things in there that are really small and intricate. It feels like part of it and everything, but he puts it only in one ear, and it's just like a cool sound. Pop music doesn't have that. It's like big drums, big bass, fun, upbeat, something, whatever, and generalizing. But that's what I like about Charles Gambino so much is it really feels like he cares about me. And I know it's the fans in general, but that's what Mr. Rogers did. He made you feel like he was talking to you. And when you're a kid, it really felt like that. And even now watching it, it feels like he's talking to me and he wasn't because he died shortly after I was born. But it's special. I don't know exactly how you do it. He said, I try to do it with you guys even, but I don't know if it's landing. So the last thing is he even says, he tries to explain talking to just one person. He says, think about one person, not one person in spe specific, but know that you're talking to one person. And so I, I try to do that, and I should be more intentional with it, but that's, that's something that's really important and really hard. Unfortunately, I have to go, but I think I also ran out of stuff to say, <laughs> so that kid was convenient. And I love you guys. Please like and subscribe, and make friends in the comments. And thank you so much. I hope this made you think, and keep in touch. Thank <laughs> you.